On today's Fighter Fire, we are talking about wasting time. How much time, effort, energy, finances have you wasted not fully committing to things? How many times have you said next month, next Monday, next weekend, whatever it is, after the next vacation, I'm going to dive into working on myself and my goals, whatever that may be. We're challenging you today to stop wasting time and start taking action today. Live your life within the moment, moment, and don't go wait until the morning, morning. You never know when it is over, over. All that I know is we'll get over. Happy Friday, everyone. You are in for a treat because we're winging it today. We are. There is a song <laughs> called Kid Rock, Wasting Time. There you go. Liz and I were trying to decide what to talk about because to be completely honest, everyone likes Friday Fires, but we feel like we say the same thing every week in different versions. So we are going in with a concept in mind today and hopefully it pans out. <laughs> it might be one of the best fiery episodes yet. And we're talking today about how much time have you wasted? Are you wasting the weeks away, the days away, the years away? Saying you're going to do something? Saying I'm going to reach out for help? Mm. Saying I'm going to join the gym? Saying I'm going to start drinking more water? Doing it for a couple days and then stopping again because things got hard or your plan didn't go as you thought it would. Or you just apparently forgot. I forgot that I said I was going to do the thing. Because you didn't plan. You, you didn't, didn't put a plan, plan into place. You might have said it, but you didn't put a plan into place. No. And here's the thing that I, w- I have continued to learn in my life. I would far rather put money towards something for it to go faster than hope that things work out and save money. In terms of my health, in terms of our business growth, Like there's plenty, and my husband will always joke with me about this. And he tells me this all the time. He's like, Becca, you tend to get very excited about things and you, (laughs) you kind of do everything really extreme for a while. And then you get excited about something else. (laughs) And And here's the thing. Maybe that's true, but at least I'm doing something. Yeah. At least I'm taking action towards something. And most of the time, it's like, oh, maybe this is what's going to work. And I put everything I have towards that. And if either it works and awesome, that was a solution, or it doesn't work. And I'm like, all right, I learned something from that. But I would far rather that be the case than me just sit as a sitting duck and be like, "Mm, I'm hoping something changes. And I'm just going to keep reading the Google News and the Pinterest boards, and the influencers, and take random pieces of information and try to apply them to my life, which is very different from theirs. Mm -hmm. So you know what, Nick? (laughs) I love my husband. He calls me on my shit, which is a huge part of why I love him. Um, I would rather be that way, to be totally honest, than just hope for things to improve. Because you know what? When I go in, I give it my all. Yeah. I would say I think you and I are a lot uh, very similar mm-hmm. in that way because, you know me, I'll get on a kick about something and then yeah. like I order like all the things <laughs> to go, go with things. 
But hey, at least, you know, I'm again, we're using them. We're learning more tools. We're doing all kinds of things like with my explant, right? I was like, I got to buy this course. I got to buy this course. I got to buy this course. I'm learning everything about mold that I possibly can, you know, and then now I'm going to be working with a mentor to prepare me to explant two months actually from yesterday. So I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No, because it's not, I'm not procrastinating. I'm like, you know what? I think this, I feel this and I evaluate like how long have I been feeling this way? I try to evaluate everything that I could be doing that could, you know, without making huge investments or whatever to make possible changes. I'm, I'm a, I'm a thinker. I think through things, but I'm not afraid to dive into things because I look at all of these things as learning processes. Like I think so many people jump into things with fear Mm-hmm. And I think a big part of that fear comes from the fact that you've never stuck anything out. You aren't sure because you've always shown yourself you can't commit to things. So again, you're afraid you're going to go through the same cycle that you've always gone through of not fully committing because that's your MO. And that's where the fear stems from versus truly committing to something wholeheartedly without a doubt and just putting day in and day out the action that's needed that you maybe think is needed or your mentor has told you is needed or whatever it is and trusting a process because a lot of times people are going to quote unquote try something i'm going to try my best i hate that phrase because you already know in your mind even though you're telling yourself you're going to try you you've given yourself an out mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's like the addict who says they're going to try to stop doesn't go very well no for some reason i'm just thinking about the movie ted since we've been watching that movie right she breaks up with him because he won't stop smoking pot and then he realizes like okay now my whole life is crumbling Mm -hmm. and then the poor bear dies but anyways (laughs) that's the mute point you know it's just like he wasn't really trying because it wasn't fully committed you have you can't be one foot in one foot out And this is where I would say that you're procrastinating. Like you are in, which we're going to be talking about soon, you know, like that contemplation, pre-contemplation stage. Like you know that you want to change. The idea of change sounds really good to you. Like you would like to be 20 pounds lighter. You would like to be more confident in your sex life or have a better sex drive or, you know, better relationships with your friends because you have more energy to do things and you can play with your kids and, you know, maybe wear a swimsuit without feeling like you have to cover every inch of your body up. Like you, you would like to do those things, but it's scary to you because you feel like it's a huge mountain that you have to climb and you have to scale. So you're kind of in this stage right now where you're just thinking about it, right? And eventually what's going to happen is the pain is going to become so strong that then you'll move into, you know, more of a stage where you're ready to take action. And then there's, you know, different stages. We'll go through that on a different podcast. But oftentimes when I have clients who have maybe fallen off the wagon, like they've done really good, like their pain was really strong coming in and then they're feeling so much better. Things are going really well. Now they start to slip. We always have to bring it back around to what is the why for you? Because you per, you're now procrastinating getting back into the thing that you knew was helping you get to where you ultimately want to be. So there can be fear of success. There could also be fear of failure, mm-hmm. right? Or it's the self-sabotage and you know, intentionally failing because you have that fear of success. Yep. Like, oh my gosh, this is actually working for me. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a lot of clients who that has happened to. And, and it's sad, right? Like we can work through all of the questions. Um, but a lot of times it comes to a deeper rooted emotional state of 
if I let go of this, finally, like for once and for all, need to feel like I'm dieting or need to feel like I am saying, you know, I'm going to start on Monday or whatever, then I won't really have anything else to focus on or I won't have a crutch as to, you know, why I am the way that I am. And so I think this is where you need to evaluate, like, what is it in your life that you are procrastinating and what are you wasting time doing? Are you, you know, going to scroll social media four to five times a day? Are you procrastinating, maybe saving because you keep buying things on Amazon? You know, are you procrastinating going to the gym because you keep saying, well, next week is the week that I'll start. Next month. Well, maybe there's a special coming next month. Maybe I'll join when there's a special. And I think a lot of people also half commit to things because it makes them feel like they're doing something, but the full commit to things Mm -hmm. doesn't happen. Like you're somewhat tracking your food, but then maybe the weekends it falls off or you've cut back a little bit on alcohol, but you haven't totally removed it. Or you're going to the gym, but you're not really pushing at the gym. And you're doing these things because it makes you feel good. It makes you feel like you're doing something, but you're not seeing any drastic changes because you're not, again, giving the full effort to it. And I think that's where a lot of people live is they live in this, I they, they tell themselves they're doing something. And I'm not saying that you're going to McDonald's every day and you're drinking alcohol every night and you know, you're doing all of the things that are horrible for you, but you're not fully in because that fully in is overwhelming sometimes. It's scary. Like Liz was saying, I think the fear of success, the best way I think about it is that people assume, and it, to, a, to an extent it's true, when you get success, you have to keep it. Mm-hmm. And that means a different lifestyle. That means you can't go back to who you were because who you were is got essentially what got you to where you are that you're not happy. And it's, it's overwhelming sometimes to think like, how is my life going to change? I joked again with my husband the other day because we were talking about drinking. Um, and I forget what it was, but it was like a certain amount of alcohol. And he goes, who are you kidding? You don't drink alcohol. <laughs> and I was like, I'm sorry that I'm not the fun person you married. Okay. Because I used to be, but I was also overweight, unhappy, you know, like faking things, uh, numbing things with alcohol. Like it just, you know, it was a different time in life. And essentially you have to really ask yourself, like, are you fully in? Mm-hmm. And if not, why? And yeah. accept that you're the problem. Well, and I think this is where if you're not fully in, then you need to expect the results of being half-assing it, right? Yeah. If, if I'm 50% in, I'm going to get 50% of the results. Maybe if I'm really lucky, depending upon what it is that you're doing. Like, okay, so if you 50% save for the vacation that you want, and that vacation, you know, costs $10,000, but you only saved 5000 well, then you're not going to Italy. You're not going on that vacation, right? You're going on a different trip that is now $5,000 because you half-assed your savings. So at the end of the day, I mean, I, I guess I just think about it. And, and like you said before, I would rather invest my time, effort, and energy being all in on something instead of half-assing something and then being pissed that I wasted all this time. Yes. Half-assing and, you know, like putting in minimal effort because here's the thing, the time will pass either way. So the time's going to pass and you'll look back and regret that you didn't go the extra mile. 
You didn't go to the gym when you said you were going to go to the gym. You didn't take the outdoor walk when your coach told you to take the outdoor walk. You didn't eat the salad. Instead, you chose the fries. How good can those freaking fries be? How many times in your life have you had French fries? You can't tell me that they're going to be amazing French fries every time. Like, it's really not even worth it at some point. And again, we've talked about this. You build things up in your head bigger than they actually are. Mm -hmm. Like, you make yourself feel like you're going to be missing out so much on something that you basically build it up bigger than it actually is. And you talk yourself into doing it. You're like, oh, but it's, you know, it's my, it's my best friend's birthday party and we're going out and we're going to have drinks and all this stuff. And you build this situation up in your mind and then you go and sure it might be fun, but you've built it up to be so much bigger than it probably actually is. Yeah. And then you feel like you're missing out way more. Like I've lived both sides. I've lived the side of let's get shit faced and, you know, go out in the city and then the side of I'm going to go out, but I'm not going to drink. To be totally honest, they're not that much different. They're not that much different now. And I think the same experience, like I think about it more so like going out to eat because I used to be like, oh, yeah, let's go get, you know, on Sundays, like when Art and I first were dating, it would be like, you know. Bloody Marys, and then we'd have cheese curds, and then either like burgers or pizza or something, you know. And then you felt just like trash, <laughs> right? You're just like, oh my god, I want to go home and go to sleep at four o'clock in the afternoon. But you're going out for the experience. I t- we talked about this in another Friday Fire episodes, right? Like I much more prefer going out, and even if other people around me are getting the shitty food, getting what I truly want to eat that sounds delicious. Like right now, summer salads are bomb like you can Mm. find a lot of restaurants that have awesome either like when we were in idaho we had salmon salads we had ahi tuna salads we had all kinds of like really good salads and i love like goat cheese and pecans and like we make salads at home too and they're just they're so fun and they're diverse but then i can enjoy the experience and i can not walk out feeling like i need a new pair of shorts and like have to unbutton my pants and want to go home and take a nap for the next three hours while your child wants to go to the park and play and you just feel like i have no energy left i mean the experience can still be a great experience the time's gonna pass you're probably gonna spend the money either way so why not pick and choose what's going to leave you feeling better and most importantly what's going to make you feel proud of yourself because a lot of people are like, well, how do I build confidence? Like, I don't feel confident in my body. I don't feel confident in just who I am as a person. And the reason you don't feel confident is because you keep breaking promises. There are many people out there who make promises and they keep them and they're a lot more confident. You just know when they walk into a room, they radiate that confidence because they did what they said they were going to do. And that's how you prove to yourself that you deserve to be confident and you build that confidence little by little over time because you follow through with what you say you're going to do. And so just remember that today, like whatever it is that you're wasting time on, time's going to pass either way. If you want to be healthier, you want to be more confident, you want to be more productive, more successful. Like this doesn't even have to be related to physical things, right? This can be related to your work, getting a promotion, becoming smarter. Like Beck and I always talk about our reading. Like that's the one thing that her and I both are like, if I let anything slide from 75 hard or some of the other things that we've done, it's, it's the 10 pages a day of reading. So I recommit and then, okay, dang it. I fell off again. I recommit, but it's better than not doing it at all. Mm -hmm. right? And so whatever it is, you have to just decide for yourself, is this important to me? Make a commitment, set a goal to it. So 
again, if, for example, if it's reading, like right now I had restarted 75 um, hard phase two, the next phase in the program, botch that with my coach because I can't do that right now. But part of what I had restarted was just one more because if you guys have listened to Ed Milet, one of his books um, talks about just one more, one more rep, one more page, one more ounce, one more whatever, like one more piece of effort putting in. So I thought, okay, for this phase of 75 hard, I'm going to do one more. It's going to be 46 minutes. It's going to be, you know, 121 ounces or it's going to be 11 pages. So whatever it is, if you feel like you're not happy with where you're at, challenge yourself and think about that just one more. When you get into a groove and you get momentum, okay, now how can I level up? And it doesn't have to be another, you know, extreme, but it can be just one more. One more time you put the phone down. One more time you say no to the cake. One more time you say no to the party. And you're going to find that over time, all of these things that you've been procrastinated on become so much easier and they're just part of your routine now. And then something that you crave, like we crave the reading. It's oh, something absolutely. that you crave. Yeah. It, it You turn into a new person mm-hmm. and it takes some time to get there. It does not happen in two months, four months, six months, to be totally honest. Like I thought about it the other day. It's been an evolution of years. Mm-hmm. I was reading something about your relationship with food and how a lot of times your relationship with food obviously stems from your, your relationship with yourself and how we view food in certain ways and how we, you know, put food on a pedestal to an extent and how it's something we can't give up. Like, and it just turns into this really kind of toxic relationship for a lot of people. Um, and I realized how I went through this phase of hardcore restriction and binging. I would restrict really, really heavily for weeks, months on end. And then I would have a horrible binge and it would be this cycle for me. And that went on for two, three years. And I had a lot of body image issues at that time. I had a lot of personal like self-love issues. And then I worked on those and I worked on having a healthier relationship with food and the binges became a little bit less frequent, but it was a lot of, there's still a lot of like, I'm missing out. I feel bad for myself. And then eventually it's phased into now where like, I literally just don't care. Mm-hmm. I, I never thought I'd get here. I never thought that this would be where I was with food, but I, I literally can pass on any food or alcohol and truly not care. And sure, I still enjoy things. I'm not like a total, you know, glutton for punishment of myself and never enjoy anything. Like we had ice cream, which was amazing, by the way. And if you live in Boise, Idaho, mm-hmm. go to the still. It is amazing. Um, we had that and it was a delicious. But like yeah. that was the first time I'd, I've had ice cream in like seven months. And I don't miss it. I don't, I'm not sad. I'm not, you know, like, and I truly never thought I'd get here. But that has taken, that evolution has taken probably five to 10 years. Well, and you've had times where you're forward and back, forward and back, forward and back. Like two, you know, a lot of clients sometimes will be like, I feel like I'm two steps forward and one step back or three steps forward and three steps back type of a thing. There is definitely the up and down to everything in life. And especially when it comes to, it's really challenging with food because food is medicine. It is also disease. Like I'm reading a book right now that's really powerful and I'll share more about it, um, you know, in the, in the coming days. But um, it literally talks about the evolution of our food and the evolution of disease and how it coincides in hand in hand. And so it's basically <laughs> like you have this pedestal of processed, ultra processed foods, fried foods, right? Because it salt, acid, uh, salt, 
Acid. Acid. No, not acid. No. Art, help me out here. What are the three things that are really addicting? The salt. The- sugar, fat. Salt, sugar, fat. Salt, sugar, fat. Thank you. <laughs> I was thinking mm. of the other book. Salt, fat, acid, heat. Salt, sugar, fat. When you get those things, I mean, scientifically, they know the food industry is very, very smart. These are the things that you become addicted to very, very easily because they're very palatable. So we, you know, have these on a pedestal. But then also we don't correlate and make that a connection that they, the direct connection to why we are fatter than we ever have been, why people are dying earlier and earlier, why people are experiencing, you know, more neurological diseases, Alzheimer's, um, you know, memory loss, early onset dementia, things like that. Things like MS, right? ALS, all of the Parkinson's, all of these things can go hand in hand to all of the inflammatory foods that we have. Yet, on the other hand, we think that it's, you know, we're giving things up. Yeah, you're giving, you're giving up your health if you're consuming those things all the time. Exactly, that's what you're giving up. You're, you're not giving up a good time. You're giving up your health because everything that you do in terms of food, everything that you put into your mouth can either preserve your health or diminish your health. And so when you think about that, it makes me want to eat healthier and one ingredient whole foods and get creative with that and be thankful that I can save myself from disease. I can save myself from having to be on medications if I choose to consume the foods that are healing to the body. God didn't design the freaking Pringles. Okay. (laughs) He designed the sweet potatoes and those are pretty dang good, right? Make some sweet potato fries in your air fryer. Like there can be a give and a take here and we can enjoy these things. But at the end of the day, it comes down to your health and what you ultimately want long-term. And it, it all comes back to choosing in the moment every single day. And you can take away from this podcast right now that I'm not gonna waste any more time. I'm gonna start simply making the choice. Ask yourself every time that you know, you're faced with temptation, does this align with my goals? Is it worth it? Or am I gonna leave this feeling like I wasted my time? I wasted my energy. I wasted the calories, right? There's nothing worse than that. No. Freaking Jewel Osco cookies. That's a waste of calories. Oh, absolutely. I'm, I, people may think that this is crazy. I sometimes will still spit things out if I like start chewing it. I'm like, it's gross. this is gross. I don't even want it. Like, yeah. it's not worth it to me, you know? And I totally, totally agree. It, I think that at the end of the day, you have to evaluate not only your relationship with food, but your relationship with yourself, what you think of yourself and why you think that. Because I think for a lot of people, it is because you are not fully committing to yourself and what you truly want. 